When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods, hosted by E.J. Stewart and Tommy Beard. Let's get to it, New York. Five in a row, E.J. The Knicks have not lost since we started doing this thing, and um, each game seems to be getting a little more interesting, a little more juice, a little more jazz, a little more buzz in the city. And, um, yeah, I mean, listen, uh, hard to uh, uh, not be enthusiastic, at least cautiously optimistic, if nothing else, if you're a Knicks fan right now, as the Knicks are streaking. I mean, Knicks fans, I think you, you, we we now do have to get some credit at this point. I mean, we started this podcast, and now here we are, week and a half later, the Knicks have not lost since. So, <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I, these are the facts. You know, I know Tommy loves doing numbers. Those are the numbers. 4-0 since we started doing this podcast, a five-game winning streak uh, the, for the past five games. So I'm just saying, Knicks really, really hot right now. So let's get let's talk about this game, Tommy. So the Knicks, they stay hot in Chicago. The team extended its win streak to five games after beating the Chicago Bulls 128-120. In overtime, this was a game in which the, Bull, the Knicks had double-digit leads in both the second and first half. Uh, but the Bulls did battle back. Um, they kept it tight down the stretch. New York's offense got stagnant. And the teams would eventually head into OT when it eventually kind of became the Jalen Brunson show. He had uh, 30 points in the game. Julius Randle, who had a hot start in the game but struggled down the stretch, he still finished with 21 points. You had R.J. Barrett adding 22. He did foul out in the game. He had a little bit of a tough time guarding DeRozan that night. The ref certainly didn't give him much help. Quinn Grimes, maybe the unsung hero of this game, two clutch threes. In this one, he had a solid 14-point performance. Mitchell Robinson, I thought, also was a beast uh, in the paint in this one. So plenty of love to go around the Knicks roster for this win. Chicago was led by DeRozan, who I mentioned, who had 32 points. 16 of those points came from the free throw line. He took 17 free throws in this game, made 16 of 17. Uh, Zach Levine, who had a really rough start in this one, did finish with 25. So he actually ended up kind of, uh, you know, it, it was kind of weird watching him. It's like his, he kind of got his legs underneath him as the game continued. So. Uh, interesting thing to point out there. But the Knicks get their fifth win. Tommy, your takeaways from the W. My big takeaway is the Knicks have a point guard. Um, you know, we kind of knew that. We've known that. We've been uh, confirmed. But it, it just really, it it can't be overstated how important point guard play is in today's NBA. And the Knicks finally have their point guard. Here's the Knicks starting line, uh, starting point guard on opening night. Every season since 2009, EJ. 2009, Chris Duhon. Oh, Raymond Felton. Tony Douglas the next year. Raymond Felton one more time. 2013, Pablo Prigioni. 2014, Shane Larkin. 2015, Jose Calderon. 2016, D. Rose. 2017, Ramon Sessions. 2018, Trey Burke started at point guard. 2019, Alonzo Trier started at point mm. guard. 2020, um, we had the infamous Alfred Payton. 2021 was Kemba, and now the Knicks' starting point guard for every game this season has been Jalen Brunson. And I say every game this season because 
Jalen Brunson was not supposed to start last night. He was not supposed to play last night. This man had a, is dealing with the foot contusion, fell on his hip and his shoulder in the same game on Sunday, was in a walking boot 24 hours prior to the start of Wednesday night's, Wednesday night's contest. He comes out. Grit, grits out 39 minutes, scores 30 points again, dishes out seven assists again, and drops Alex Caruso oh to hit a back-breaking back three-point dagger to seal the victory for the Knicks in overtime. Um, we can talk about Grimes. He's been awesome. Mitch Robb has been good. Um, uh, you know, Jalen Randall will talk about up and down. Yeah. Jalen Brunson, RJ's playing a little better. Jalen Brunson has been the guy for this team. They wouldn't have half as many wins had he not had the Knicks not signed him. Um, and all of a sudden, here we are, five game winning streak, six seed in the East. And so much of it is attributable to the point guard. One of the things I've talked about with this team that has been frustrating has been what I felt has been a lack of identity on the team for the last year and a half or so. You really, though, start to feel like with this five-game winning streak that maybe an identity is being formed uh, and is being forged with this idea of resilience and toughness, mental toughness. And Jalen Brunson really encompasses all of that, and I thought this performance encompassed all of that. I want you guys to hear what Jalen Brunson had to say because, as Tommy mentioned, he was banged up. He was not supposed to play. He had the foot contusion. He, he landed very hard on his hip and shoulder. We didn't want him to play. I, I think you didn't want him to play, Tommy. I certainly didn't think that he really needed to play in this game. But Brunson is tough. And he said why it was important for him to get out there. I'm healthy, but I just want to take today off. I think me as a leader, I got to just, if I'm able to walk, if I'm able to play, I got to bring it. Let me play the top of that just so you guys hear the top of that because that sounded a little weird. This is Jalen Brunson talking about why it was important to get out there. I don't want to give anyone that that uh, notion that I, I'm healthy but i just want to take today off i think me as a leader i gotta just if i'm able to walk i'm able to play i gotta bring it i mean that's that is the kind of new york attitude new york grit new york toughness that we talk about and for brunson to go out there and and have that performance and and it was just it, that's the word i come with is gritty i mean he, he started a little slow to me he didn't look healthy to start the game and i was kind of looking at this saying oh boy you know this is I'm a little worried. I don't know if he really needs to be out there. But as that game got tighter, he got better. And 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 just hats off to him. I mean, he has been just a, a really a godsend to this team. And, and I'm very curious to see, you know, how he feels coming into this next game. But all the praise to Jalen Brunson. Yeah, man. And and I wrote about this morning, you know, quoted the late great Biggie Smalls, like things done changed in New York. And, 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 <laughs> That's and, right. And, and it's because of Brunson. That being said, yes, I, I thought they should have given him a night off Wednesday. And if he's not 100 percent or, 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 you know, I know he doesn't want to come out, but the Knicks have to start looking at the bigger picture here um, and, and start, you know, it, it give him a rest here and there. Um, you know, they, they need him healthy, obviously, the second half of the season. Um, yeah. but, but two, two, you know, one of the reasons that Nick signed him was because they knew he was mentally tough and he was tenacious and he wasn't going to take a playoff, let a game off. Um, and we've seen throughout this season, throughout the league, teams have been crippled by injuries. Yeah. The Knicks three leading scorers, Randall, Brunson, and Barrett, they've all played in each of the 28 games the teams have played. I actually looked at the numbers this morning uh, for my newsletter. 
they have logged together 692 minutes. No other trio in the league has played more than 609 minutes together this season. So, mm. I mean, essentially those three have two full games, more than two full games worth of additional playing time than any other three-man lineup in the NBA. So, um, again, it's, you know, availability is, is you know, a, a term, is, is a crucial aspect of a, is the best ability people want to say. Um, yeah. So credit to the Knicks, mid three, big three, whatever you want to call them, for, for showing up each night, especially Brunson last night. And Tibbs, after the game, spoke about Brunson's toughness and the – attention to detail he takes on his body to make sure he was ready for his teammates last night in that big game. It, it's everything, you know, so he's, you know, coming in multiple treatments every day and you just know he, it, that becomes his game. That becomes his practice. And, you know, he's, he's been through so many different things, you know, he, he has a strategy for everything and, you know, he's just gets out there and gets it done. Knicks get the W thanks to Jalen Brunson's 30 points. This was a game that it was great. It was fun because they won. But there certainly were some moments, especially in that fourth quarter, where you kind of scratch your head and you kind of wonder, are the Knicks going to cough it up? Now, to Brunson's credit and to Quentin Grimes' credit, those guys, I think, really didn't allow them to do that. But it wasn't like they were exactly helped by the coach or their you know, pseudo second star in Julius Randle. So I mentioned that Julius Randle did have 31 points. He did have a really good game for three quarters. Fourth quarter, though, we kind of saw some of that old Julius Randle and some of that old Tom Thibodeau, quite frankly. I mean, you saw the offense stagnate. I mean, I, I was actually watching the game again before we came on, and there might have been three or four straight possessions in overtime where they went Julius Randle isolation in the fourth quarter. And it did not come up with very good results. And then when you look at that final possession where you see Julius Randle hold the ball for 20 seconds, literally no no movement, no ball movement, no player movement, nothing. He just held the ball for 20 seconds. This is a do or die. You're not do or die, but, you know, a, a situation where maybe you can win the game as you're tied uh, before sending into overtime. And he, he settled for a baseline fadeaway that ends up being an air ball. And because it was an air ball, it actually gave Chicago a chance to – actually win the game with 0.7 seconds left. Had Randall even hit the rim, they would have definitely secured overtime. So uh, any concern Any concern about some of what we saw the Knicks kind of revert to uh, in that fourth quarter with Randall kind of, you know, going back to ice football and Tim seemingly totally fine with it? Yeah, I mean, and listen, you got to, because that's the type of stuff that that they that have cost them countless, countless games last season. Um, they, time and again, the fourth quarter, that high pick and roll, uh, between Brunson and Randall at the top of the key, and it, it, that ended up with a Randall isolation against Alex Caruso. Listen, I know Alex Caruso was relatively short. He's not, you know, he, Randall feels like he has a size advantage. Him, that's not a mismatch. Like the, no. the Bulls are comfortable there. Um, yeah. Caruso's probably their best all-around defender. Um, even Pat Williams switching on to Brunson is not an enormous mismatch. Um, it just didn't make sense. Listen, you want to try it a couple times and see if it works, and see if they run doubles, and you can spot open shooters. Go, go for it. Um, but it just it wasn't a Effective and but they kept on running it. Um, offense stagnated. Randall was one of six in the fourth quarter. Um, and as we mentioned in, in years past and in, in, in last season, this is a game the Knicks would have lost. Fortunately, Grimes knocked down that big three pointer on that on that bounce, off, you know, friendly bounce off the rim, and then runs yeah. for control in overtime. Um, but again, you should you don't want to put yourselves in those situations. So even before they got to that inexcusably um, uneventful, uh, um, uninventive. 
uh, final possession where, where yeah. Randall, you know, shoots a fade away off one leg, you know, contested. Um, just, you know, that's the best shot you guys could come up with, you know, in the timeout. Um, it, it, that didn't make a lot of sense. But even before they got to that point, um, the offense really stagnated. So that's something that we've seen often. It, listen, it happens in the NBA. Fourth yeah. quarter, game slows down, you know, defenses lock in more, makes it more difficult. You don't get those easy baskets in transition, et cetera. Um, but the Knicks have to be more creative for me. It starts with letting Randall be, uh, I'm sorry, letting Brunson be the facilitator as opposed to Randall. And just as importantly, let's get Quentin Grimes some more looks. Eight field goal attempts, um, you know, yeah. last night, um, you know, knocked down the two three-pointers, as we know. He's too good of a shooter, and he's a good passer when he when he penetrates in the paint, um, makes good decisions, takes care of the basketball. He's too good an offensive player to be left standing out on an island, you know, you know, just in the corner, essentially, waiting, hoping that the ball come his way. Um, they really need to find ways to unlock his potential. You also have Mitch, some some more alley-oops, you know, take the top yeah. off the defense. That, that's what he brings to the table. Um, so that's one of the things Tibbs needs to work on um, is, is really trying to, um, you know, find different ways to score as opposed to just dump it into Randall and, and hope for the best. In some ways, I feel like, Tibbs likes to almost reward Randall for how he played in the first three quarters with these plays. It's like, okay, you delayed a good three quarters. Okay, we'll let you play your isolation ball. Even if isolation ball is not how he got to his 30 points. I mean, I thought he was uh, very versatile in terms of how he was scoring, and that's what made him so tough to stop throughout that game. And then I think he made it easy on the defense by allowing them to just hold the ball and just wait for his first move. And as soon as his clock comes in, as soon as he picks the ball up and turns around, the double is coming. The help is coming, and he was and he's been better with those decisions uh, in in previous games. But last night he had six turnovers. He he, he didn't make those decisions correctly. Randall's at his night. best when he makes quick quick decisions. If you exactly. want to shoot, that's fine. Get the ball up. If he's going to pass, pass it. That the, the offense really bogs down when he catches the ball, pump fakes, you know, jab steps, etc. That's what they need to avoid. And a couple of times he caught guys in like emergency situations where he maybe would make the right pass, but now this pass is at three seconds left on the shot clock. I think quickly had to throw one up in that fourth quarter. A couple other guys had to throw up quick shots um, because he eventually got to that decision, but it came so late that now the player who gets the ball has to make even a quicker decision and make it take an even tougher shot. So Randall, very good three quarters. I don't want to make it sound like I want to just bang all on, on him because of just the fourth quarter in overtime where he did not play that great. He was he really kind of kept them afloat, him and RJ for much of those three quarters. Yeah. But he he needs to kind of get back to what he's been doing, which essentially, as you said, making quick decisions, um, um, moving the ball fast if he doesn't have something, or attacking quick, and then when that help comes, then making uh the next pass. So um good, good performance all around by uh the Knicks. You mentioned Quentin Grimes. I want to give him some love here because uh he has been great during this stretch where he's been in the rotation and he had some huge monster threes last night. And I know his three point percentage hasn't necessarily matched to the, the reputation he has as a shooter coming out of college, but he's a very good three point shooter. And we saw him show a lot of toughness in that game, mental toughness. And he talked a little bit about where that comes from. And it starts with his time at Houston playing under Calvin Sampson. Oh, definitely Coach Sampson at uh, University of Houston. Um, that guy, he, he's going to be on you 24-7. No matter if you're the, the water boy, the star, it doesn't matter. He, he's going to be on you 24-7. And he prepares you for moments like this. He prepared me for a couple of moments uh, when I was in Houston that I was able to capitalize on. He, he definitely prepared me, uh, him and Tibbs, for preparing me for this moment tonight. And I think that, like, he's the perfect player for this kind of team they have, this starting lineup, because 
his opportunities may come a little few and far between. Like, I agree. I think they do need to try to find a way to get him more involved. But we know RJ is a scorer. We know Randall's a scorer. We know Brunson is, is a scorer. He can facilitate, but he sees, he's almost more of a score first point guard. So I think that you're going to need a player who can come in in those short times where you need a big shot, where you need a big bucket, or not be concerned about maybe getting a lot of shots, but playing the kind of defense he played against Zach Levine for most of that night and saying, doesn't matter what situation is, I'm going to be ready. And I thought that um, him talking about his time in Houston and how that prepared him for this role under Tibbs, I thought was apropos to what we saw from him last night, a, a big, big performance from Quentin Grimes. I was thinking this morning, what's the what's the most recent backcourt that's better than Brunson and Grimes? Listen, Grimes is still young, yeah. second, you know, 80 games played in his NBA career. has a long way to go before he fulfills the potential. Um, you and I and plenty of other Knicks fans and, quite frankly, non-Knicks fans and just basically yeah. observers recognize that this kid is, is special. Um, so assuming he gets there in the next year or two, whatever the case might be, that has a potential to be a really, really top-notch backcourt. Um, because you just it, you have a little bit of everything. Grimes is the defensive specialist that can guard the other team's best perimeter player, um, and he'll do a majority of his scoring out on the perimeter, even though he can get inside. Brunson obviously gets his foot in the paint, incredible post moves for, for, for a point guard, um, but can also knock down the three if you give him some room. So those guys play so well off each other, complement each other's game so well um, that from a Nick fan perspective, it's really exciting to think about um, the trajectory that these two guys could take together um, over the next couple seasons, uh, you know, assuming they stick together and, you know, and the Knicks decide that this is their backcourt of the future, which I, I think it's pretty clear at this point that it is because um, essentially ever since uh, uh, Grimes has, you know, entered the starting lineup and started playing 35 plus minutes a night and then bringing McBride another defensive minded player off the bench, um, yeah. you know, the results speak for themselves five and oh, since uh, McBride entered the rotation. Yeah, it, it's 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 definitely exciting to to think about with Grimes and his potential and what that upside could be with Brunson and Knicks win this one 128-120 in overtime in Chicago. These two teams play again Friday night. We'll have a preview of that game tomorrow. So we're back at it here on uh, Orange Blue Bus talking Knicks and Bulls 